Welcome to the Springs Church Podcast, where we explore the teachings of Jesus Christ and how they can be applied to our daily lives. Join us as we delve into the Bible and discuss topics such as faith, hope, love, and forgiveness. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners to live a life of purpose and meaning and to deepen their relationship with God. Tune in every week for a new episode as we learn how Holy Spirit, the Bible, and a relationship with Jesus will impact every area of your life. Well, do you enjoy worshiping together so far? It's Christmas Eve. We love Christmas Eve at Springs Church. We, I mean, if you're here for the very first time, or that's the only way you might not know that we love Christmas here at Springs Church. But for the rest of you, we've been celebrating all month long, and this is just the cherry on top is today. And I'm really excited about today, but hey, why don't you just take your seats today? We're going to get on with the rest of a little bit of our service and our message here today. And we have some really cool things coming up as well, which we are excited about. Is it nuts that it's Christmas Eve already? It is crazy, isn't it? It just flies by. Well, before we get started, I just want to welcome everyone who is joining us online for this service here in Winnipeg. Let's welcome everyone joining online. We love that you're a part of this church. Wherever you are around the world, you're a part of Springs Church, and we're excited about that today. You know, last week, I, I preached a message here, and I talked about a an analogy on a jigsaw puzzle for those of you that were here. For those of you that weren't here, I talked about how hard it would be for us to put a puzzle together and not know what image we are creating. See, you'd be attempting to fit pieces of the puzzle together that, you, that may never actually truly align, leaving you frustrated and unfulfilled. But when we apply this to our relationship with God, there's a foundation that needs to be created in your faith. And that foundation needs to be a clear and truthful image of God. Has to be. So many of us navigate life with a distorted image of God because we haven't fully embraced what the Bible reveals about him or cultivated a genuine relationship with him. And when we lack a a clear understanding of who he is, it's like trying to complete a puzzle without knowing the image it forms. We end up trying to force pieces together that aren't meant to be forced together. They don't belong and our lives actually end up feeling unfulfilled and incomplete as a result. But when our view of God is accurate, when our view of God is aligned with his word, it becomes the guiding image that helps us navigate our lives. And with this clear understanding, we can better piece together the life that God has created for us. We've been through this in many different messages that God wants to bless you. God's desire is to love you infinitely, unconditionally, and his desire for you is to experience that love. There's difference than knowing love and experiencing love. But how you view God is going to dictate how you receive the love that he is constantly giving. Now, there's a story around this time of year that creates a very good foundation for the way that we view God, and that's the story of the birth of Christ. Of course, it's a famous story, and we talk about it all the time. Why? Because it changed absolutely everything. And so for the small amount of time that I get to preach today, I want to really take the Christmas story, and I want to just share three things that it always reminds me of. And I'm not perfect, let me tell you. I always joke around that whenever, whenever I preach, my close friends, my family members, they always use what I preach against me at some point, you know? 
Well, you did say this the other day, Zach. I see that you're doing that. I go, come on, I, I make mistakes too. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny, but there's a few things in the Christmas story that I want to share with you guys today. What can it teach us? The first thing is focusing on what truly matters. In the world that we live in right now, the Christmas story uh, the Christmas story is found in the Gospel of Luke, and if you're unfamiliar with this, it's Luke chapter 2. And I really encourage you families who maybe haven't had that, that um, time where you read about the birth of Christ in your Christmas traditions, add it in there, because it's so good in the midst of having fun with Santa and having fun with whatever else that you guys do and make belief and, and these different things that are going on to always go back to the other side of why we celebrate Christmas. And so out of Luke chapter 2, verse 11, we read this. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, this story perfectly sums up God's desire to give us his best. Everybody say best. A Savior, the Messiah, the Lord himself. Yet in our lives, we often find ourselves distracted by the busyness distracted by the hustle, distracted by the never-ending pursuit of always needing or wanting more, and we become entangled in the trivial and lose sight of what truly matters. So the Christmas story calls us to refocus our hearts and our minds on the profound gift of God's love. It reminds us that God gave us his very best in the form of his son, Christ Jesus. And I mean his very best. What creates a better foundation for our view of God than seeing that he gave his only son so that we could live a better life? Not only that we could live a better life, that we could experience love like we've never experienced it before. And if you take one thing from this message today, I pray it's this, that there's nothing more profound and nothing more life-changing than the experience of God's love in your life. And if you have never experienced it, that's why you probably don't agree with me right now. Because when you experience God's love, it changes things in your life. It truly does. It makes you realize that even if you weren't loved properly as a child, that that can still be redeemed and shown in a different way. It can still complete you in ways that you felt like you were void or in the ways that you felt like you were incomplete or in ways that you felt like you were broken. God's love restores that. When we really embrace God's love, it's absolutely phenomenal. But the lack of us viewing God the way we should leaves us distant from him. Not God distant from us, but us distant from him. Number two, it's not about presence. It's about presence. In our fast-paced world, it's easy to become so preoccupied with what's next that we forget to, to, to be present in the moment, to actually be present in the moment. We rush through life, missing out on the beauty that surrounds us every single day. But Christmas teaches us the importance of being present. Think about Mary and Joseph. I love thinking about this night. On the very first Christmas night, they were fully present in the moment. In fact, we actually read in Luke chapter 2 verse 19, it says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It made me think to myself, when's the last time that I sit around with family around the tree or whatever it might be and treasure up everything that's happening around me? and ponder them in my heart. Really take time to just savor the moments that I have in that time, in that memory that's being created. 
Like I said, it's, it's funny. I, I try my best always to leave my phone off, to leave my phone aside in these family get-togethers and these times at Christmas time for sure. But like I said, uh, some of my friends and some of my family always like to use these points against me whenever I seem to not be present, okay? It's funny. Oh, you're on your uh, phone. Okay. Be present. They'll say it like that too. And I'm like, oh, come on. You can't do that to me. That's not fair. But even me, right? I make mistakes. I try to be present in the moment that, that I'm given. But the, the beautiful thing is, is that you have a lot of core memories right now. Core memories are things that you can bring up at any point in time and you can remember them pr pretty vividly as well. Now, you also have another, a, a lot of other memories that when someone reminds you of a time, it kind of slowly brings something back to your memory. And I kind of... The, the word picture that I think about with that is that you have a bucket over here and it's full of water and all the water in it represents your memories. Now they're all together and in, in a bulk in there. You don't really know what is what. You try to remember what that, that memory is and every new memory that you're not present for just begins to be another drop in that bucket. But every, every memory that you make is a core memory. It's the memories that you are actually present for in the time that you're experiencing them. And they become a core memory, which is way better than a, than a memory that just drops in the bucket of all the other memories all intertwined together and you have a tough time remembering them. See, my, my goal for me every Christmas now is to remind myself to be present so that every Christmas, every family get together, every day I can make a core memory. That's on this side, not something that I always forget and just kind of lingers in that bucket of things I don't really know what's in there, but it becomes something that actually is something I can vividly remember. So the third thing that, we, that, we, that Mary and Joseph teach us is pause and savor the moments. Just as Mary paused to treasure the birth of her son, we too should make room for stillness and reflection. But when's the last time that we did that? It doesn't happen often anymore, at least for me. Imagine a beautifully wrapped gift. It's not just about tearing off the wrapping paper as fast as you possibly can to see what's inside. When you get older, you actually realize it's about savoring the moment, enjoying the anticipation of that gift, enjoying the joy and the wonder of the gift itself. See, your life is made up of a series of precious gifts, series of them, and we must pause to savor each one. Even that uncle at your family get-together that over-politicizes everything, you know? <laughs> Even that auntie that takes far too many photos, and you're like, okay, I've smiled for every, every tiny little gift that I've gotten this year now. I don't got to keep doing this, but then you are thankful for that auntie uh, a year later when she's showing you all the pictures and the memories from Christmas. Or even that one sibling that can push every button the moment they walk into your house. You think you have a crazy family, welcome to the club. Okay, all of us have crazy families. All of us has, have fun times. And I mean fun times over, over the Christmas holidays because when you get a bunch of a crazy people together, guess what, it's a crazy time. But every moment that we have, if we view it as a series of gifts, it changes our perspective with how we relate to the moment. You get where I'm getting at right now? It changes your perspective to relate to people that are hard to love, but God still calls us to love them. I always pray that, hey, when I'm hard to love, I pray someone looks past what makes me hard to love and just loves me because I'm a child of God. <laughs> and I pray that that happens to me because I'm doing my best to freely give that to the people that are hard to love in my life too. 
But every, every moment that we have in the day can be, can be viewed as a series of precious gifts. See, the Christmas story is not just about hearing the gospel. It's about experiencing it. It's, not about, it's, it's, it's about God demonstrating his love for us in the most profound way possible by sending his son to the world. In James 2.17, it says, Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. People in the world that we live in, Christians or not, are yearning for more than just words. They're yearning for not just to hear the gospel, but to see it in action. That's what they're yearning for. This Christmas, we got to stop just talking the talk if that's what you've been doing lately and start walking that walk. Let us live out the love of Christ in the interactions with others in our acts of kindness and our commitment to making a difference in this world. See, the birth of Jesus symbolizes an array of profound and transformative aspects, including love and grace and humility, salvation, a new covenant, the incarnation of God in human form, Born, the king of kings, born in a humble way, in a manger, in a stable. What is more humble than that? It is unbelievable, but it also represents the fulfillment of numerous ancient prophecies found in the Old Testament, all pointing to the arrival of the Messiah. That's amazing. However, in simpler terms, for some of your brains that just shut off the second I got into that paragraph, in simpler terms, it's the ultimate depth of God's love for you. Ultimate depth of God's love for you. See, every time you see the nativity scene, I don't want you to think of it being as a, just a historical event that we remember. I want you to view it as an invitation to be in that scene with Jesus. Because just as much as Jesus' birth was for Mary and Joseph and so special for the people of that time, it was just as special and just as for you. So when you see that nativity scene, it's not, oh, there are three wise ones there, there's this, there's that. Yes, that was all true, but you know what's even better? To picture yourself, close your eyes, and be there looking down at baby Jesus in that manger, realizing that that birth was for you just as much as it was for anyone else. It was an invitation to not only be loved by God, but to fully experience it when we choose him, where we can experience his love. But we don't experience God's love to hoard it. We experience God's love so that we can continue to love others with that love. That's the hard part, especially during Christmas time. That's the hard part is loving others when you feel like you don't need to or you don't want to or whatever it might be. But man, we got to stop viewing it as just a, a historical event and change our mindset to really view this Christmas story as an invitation to the most profound, true love you have ever felt in your life. See, we live in a world where people are increasingly yearning for more than just hearing the gospel, like I said. They long to witness it demonstrated. So let's be demonstrators this season. This Christmas season and every season after, let's, be de de like, let's demonstrate this beautiful love that God has for us. And as I conclude, I really want to leave you with this powerful image. Is Christmas is like a beautifully wrapped gift. It's from God, of course, and it reminds us of his immense love for us and his desire to give us his very best. I want you to remember that he gave us his very best. In a world filled with distractions and busyness, we got to focus on what truly matters. Be fully present in each moment and learn to pause and savor the precious gift of life. 
Because if you focus on how you view God and align it with his word, it will create the most strong foundation of your view of God you will ever have and set your life up for just success. To see that jigsaw come together and have the perfect image of how God wants you to live your life. I want to live my life the same way that God's created me to live my life because the creator knows best. And if I step into what the creator has for me and that jigsaw puzzle of my life comes together, it comes together perfectly when you have a clear and true image of God. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? We're going to pray in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for this beautiful day, this beautiful service that we're able to be a part of on Christmas Eve. God, let us not become familiar with, with what we do on these days. Let us not become familiar with that it's all about just getting and materialism and all these different things that we can celebrate at Christmas, but let us first and foremost celebrate you. Let us first and foremost realize that you did something that changed our life forever. And we thank you that you did that, God. So we thank you that as we continue through this Christmas season, that our, our time together is highly favored and blessed. God, that health and healing are flowing through every single family out there right now, every individual, whatever they do, God, for those that are going into a tough time right now, or maybe they're in trials and they're going through difficult times, God, we thank you that you're going to redeem that situation for good. And even though they might think this Christmas season might be the worst one yet, you have different plans and it's going to be the best one yet, God. We thank you that as they continue through this Christmas season that they look to you. They have that clear picture of who you are and never forget it, God. We thank you for this in the name of Jesus. And everyone in agreement said, amen and amen. Let's give Jesus a hand. We serve an amazing God, amen.